Welcome, Year 7, to the Year 7 podcast, episode 5. I am your host, as always, Mr. Lloyd. Welcome back. Episode 5 already. And with half term very firmly in our sights, we've got a fantastic episode lined up for you. We've got a reading uh, this week from Mr. Oliver, and he is going to be reading to you from one of his favourite books, The Jungle Book. Um, And we mentioned this way back, I say way back, (laughs) on episode one. Um, And, of course, it was written by Rudyard Kipling, uh, who's one of my favourite writers. And The Jungle Book is a fascinating story because everybody remembers it from um, the live-action films and the Disney movie and the black-and-white films and the uh, whole host of many adaptations. But actually, what's really, really interesting about The Jungle Book is when you just scratch the surface and you look at it in a little bit more detail, it's the themes behind the story. Because one of the themes that come out strongly from the book is about fear of abandonment and fear of finding your place in the world. And I think everybody can relate to those things at this moment in time. Everybody has those moments, particularly as we uh, remain in lockdown for a little bit longer. Um, And particularly for pupils in year seven who are slowly approaching becoming teenagers. And in so many ways, the lead character of Mowgli is the ultimate odd man out. Does he belong in the jungle with Bagheera and Baloo? Or does he believe belong in the village with the other men? And there are times where you can clearly see that struggle. And as you guys approach your teenage years, many of you will have these questions of, do I belong with this set of friends? Do I stay with this set of friends? What do I want to do? Where is my, what is going to be my place in the world? And they're big, big questions. And I love how The Jungle Book tackles those, but in such a brilliantly thrilling way. So, it's time to sit back, close your eyes, and relax. And I'm going to now hand over to Mr. Oliver. Hello everyone, this is Mr. Oliver. The part that I'm going to read for you today is from The Jungle Book. Now you may know The Jungle Book from the 2016 Walt Disney live-action CGI movie, but I knew it from an older film that was made in 1967. It was an animated musical comedy with the best soundtrack of all time. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stress. I mean... But as good as that film was, I don't think anything beats reading the book. And the original was written in 1894 by Rudyard Kipling, 
and it's from this that I'm going to read a section now. Now chill the kite, bring home the night, that mang the bat sets free. The herds are shut in byre and hut, for loose till dawn are we. This is the hour of pride and power, talon and tush and claw. Oh, hear the call, good hunting all, that keep the jungle law. Night Song in the Jungle It was seven o'clock of a very warm evening in the Sioni Hills, when Father Wolf woke up from his day's rest, scratched himself, yawned, and spread out his paws one after the other to get rid of the sleepy feeling in their tips. Mother Wolf lay with her big grey nose dropped across her four tumbling, squealing cubs, and the moon shone into the mouth of the cave where they all lived. Ugh, said Father Wolf, it's time to hunt again. And he was going to spring down a hill when a little shadow with a bushy tail crossed the threshold and whined. Good luck with you, O chief of the wolves, and good luck with strong white teeth go, with the noble children, that they may never forget the hungry in this world. It was the jackal, Tabakai, the dish licker, and the wolves of India despised Tabakai because he runs about making mischief and telling tales and eating rags and pieces of leather from the village rubbish heaps. But they are afraid of him too, because Tabakai, more than anyone else in the jungle, is apt to go mad. And then he forgets that he was ever afraid of anyone, and runs through the forest biting everything in his way. Even the tiger runs and hides when little Tabakai goes mad, for madness is the most disgraceful thing that can overtake a wild creature. We call it hydrophobia, but they call it Dewani the madness, and run. Enter, then, and look, said Father Wolf stiffly, but there is no food here. For a wolf, no, said Tabakai, but for so mean a person as myself, a dry bone is a good feast. Who are we, the jackal people, to pick and choose? He scuttled to the back of the cave where he found the bone of a buck with some meat on it, and sat cracking the end merrily. All thanks for this good meal, he said, licking his lips. How beautiful are the noble children, and how large their eyes! And so young too, indeed, indeed, I might have remembered that the children of kings are men from the beginning. Now, Tabakai knew as well as anyone else that there is nothing so unlucky as to compliment the children to their faces. And it pleased him to see mother and father wolf look uncomfortable. Tabakai sat still, rejoicing in the mischief that he had made. And then he said spitefully, Shere Khan, the big one, has shifted his hunting grounds. He will hunt amongst these hills for the next moon, so he has told me. Shere Khan was the tiger who lived near Wainangur River, twenty miles away. He has no right, Father Wolf began angrily. By the law of the jungle, he has no right to change his quarters without due warning. He will frighten every head of game within ten miles, and I have to kill for two these days. His mother did not call him Lungri, the lame one, for nothing, said Mother Wolf quietly. He has been lame in one foot from birth. That is why he has only killed cattle. Now the villagers of Wainunga are angry with him, and he has come here to make our villagers angry. They will scour the jungle for him when he is far away, and we and our children must run when the grass is set alight. Indeed, we are so very grateful to Shere Khan. Shall I tell him of your gratitude? said Tabakai. Out! snapped Father Wolf. Out and hunt with thy master. Thou hast done harm enough for one night. I go, said Tabakai quietly. You can hear Shere Khan below in the thickets. I might have saved myself the message. Father Wolf listened, and below in the valley that ran down to the little river, he heard the dry, angry, snarling, sing-song whine of a tiger who has caught nothing and does not care if all the jungle knows it. The fool, said Father Wolf. 
to begin a night's work with that noise. Does he think that our buck are like his fat Wainunga bullocks? Shh! It is neither bullock nor buck he hunts tonight, said Mother Wolf. It is man. The wine had changed to a sort of humming purr that seemed to come from every quarter of the compass. It was the noise that bewilders woodcutters and gypsies sleeping in the open, and makes them run sometimes into the very mouth of the tiger. Man, said Father Wolf, showing all of his white teeth. Ah, are there not enough beetles and frogs in the tanks that he must eat man? And on our ground, too. The law of the jungle, which never orders anything without good reason, forbids every beast to eat man, except when he is killing to show his children how to kill, and then he must hunt outside of the hunting grounds of his pack or tribe. The real reason for this is that man-killing means that sooner or later the arrival of men on elephants with guns and hundreds of men with gongs and rockets and torches, then everybody in the jungle suffers. The reasons the beasts give among themselves is that man is the weakest and most defenceless of all living things, and it is unsportsmanlike to touch him. They say too, and it is true, that man-eaters become mangy and lose their teeth. The purr grew louder and ended in the full-throated of the tiger's charge, and there was a howl, an untigerish howl from Shere Khan. He has missed, said Mother Wolf. What is it? Father Wolf ran out a few paces and heard Shere Khan muttering and mumbling savagely as he tumbled about in the scrub. The fool has no more sense than to jump at a woodcutter's campfire and has burned his feet, said Father Wolf with a grunt. Tabakai is with him. Something is coming uphill, said Mother Wolf, twitching one ear. Get ready. I'll stop there and leave it to you to guess what it was that was coming up the hill. I hope that you enjoyed my amateurish attempt at reading from the Jungle Book and I hope that it inspires you to read it for yourself. I honestly believe that the best thing for improving your school performance is reading for pleasure. It really helps you to improve your reading and writing, but also helps you to learn about other places and other people and much more. And if you can find books that you like, then you can learn while doing something that you enjoy. Stay safe, everyone. I would like to say a big thank you to Mr. Oliver for that. And before we move on to our shout-outs, I'd like to leave you with a little quote. Um, just so you can think of, and it's from Rudyard Kipling, and it's one of my favourite ones from him, and it's this. I always prefer to believe the best of everybody. It saves so much time. Okay, now it is time for shout-outs, and we got some great ones here. First up, we have got a big shout-out from Mr. Canavan. Would like to say um, a huge well done for... Maya, Yolo and Liam for their brilliantly consistent work in science um, and I know for a fact your seven have been working incredibly hard in science uh, so much so Mr Hare sent me a fantastic email that really made my day um, and he would like to say well done and he would like to commend you for your amazing efforts in your uh, live lesson this week Um up next, Mr. Perriam would like a shout-out uh, for himself, just for being awesome. So there we are, Mr. Perriam. There we go. You're awesome. Uh, Mr. Kendall would like to say well done to everyone in Year 7. Your teachers have shared quite a lot of what you have been able to achieve over the last few weeks, and I am very impressed. I hope you have a good half-term, and remember to stick to the rules. Stay home and stay safe. 
and let's hope Wales beats Scotland on Saturday. Absolutely, sir. And next up, we have got Mrs Lewis, and she would like to say a huge thank you to Dylan Whitaker, Yolo Burchard, Fern Tilly, Paige, uh, Paige Louise, Liam Lewis, and Maya Humphreys for their work on Flipgrid in English and for their model making and drawings in humanities. Miss uh, Lewis is also saying a huge well done to everyone in Year Seven and keep up the hard work. Mrs. Williams would also like to say she is really proud of how you have all adapted to working from home and everything that comes with it, and have a lovely half term because you all deserve it. As your head of year, I get to say this on the podcast every single week, and I genuinely mean this. I am incredibly proud of you. You produce some fantastic work. Your efforts are an inspiration. And as a year group, you should be commended for that. And it's great to see and hear all the emails that come in saying, well done. I am incredibly proud of you guys. And as we come to an end of another episode, I want to say make sure that you get a good rest and you enjoy your half term, but make sure that you stay indoors. If you've got to go anywhere, you wear a mask and wash your hands. And most importantly, stay safe. Bye-bye.